Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind. We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a quirky, wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds. I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals, bringing spirituality and intuition into the process so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. We are talking about how to learn things practice versus perfect, which really is the lesson and how we go about all of this. So this topic came from a kind of a long discussion that Serena and I had about some things that were going on in our our own lives, books we're reading, issues that we're dealing with, also reflections on what really helps with our clients as they are learning new skills and basically transforming their lives. Share with us the idea about this learning things, practice versus perfect? I think it's all of our human nature that we want, we want to cheat sheet. We don't want to like go through the process of learning something to get to the other side because the place we start at, even if it isn't where we want to be, there was a level of comfort, predictability, and safety. And then in order to go to the place we want to be on the other side there's a middle and we want to skip we want to be like okay old familiar new wonderful world where everything is awesome and i and we want to bypass in every single way we possibly can the pain and the discomfort and the failure and the learning that happens in the middle and I think it's fascinating because a lot of people write books, right? They go through this process. They take 10 years, 30 years, five years to go through this process of getting to their goal, their dream, their vision. And then they write a book, five ways that you can get to your vision faster that not do what I did, you know, not make the mistakes I made. And the thing is, the getting there, the only way we can get there is by making those mistakes. We can't bypass it. And so sometimes when we are, when I'm dealing with myself, especially when we're talking to our clients or our kids and understanding this process is okay. So the middle is uncomfortable. The middle is hard. The middle is where we make mistakes and it's where we always in our mind want to bypass or should on ourselves. It shouldn't be taking so long. I shouldn't have done this. I, I can't believe I'm, I'm dumb or whatever, right? That uncomfortable part is there. So today we're going to talk about what to do in that, that middle instead of looking for the perfect, you know, and sometimes we have this perfect at the end that is never going to even happen. Like we have this expectation of what things are going to look like that's not even real, you know, at the end. And the idea that practice is so, it's so much more realistic. It's so much more doable, but there's so much, that's where the life is. That's where our life is, right? Mm -hmm. Our life isn't in the end. Our life is in the whole middle part. Well, the funny thing that even as you were talking, I was seeing in my mind is, you know, it's like this journey that we're going on, like a trip or something. So maybe it, it crosses some, some desert landscape, which is really dry and barren and, and not great. 
but you're on this journey and you think your destination is, you know, X spot. And so you're on the journey and you run out of gas in the middle. And you're like, oh my gosh, oh, I ran out of gas. I wasn't prepared. I didn't, you know, if I had been more prepared, clearly I just should never be on this trip. Like I'm not smart enough. I'm not perfect. I didn't do this perfectly. So it must mean that I shouldn't do it at all. I'll just stay right here in the middle of this barren wasteland because maybe I've made some progress, but it, I wasn't perfect. I forgot the gas. So it must mean I'm not supposed to get to my destination. That makes you stuck and you never get to the destination. And a lot of people go back. They go back to the familiar, known, miserable place where you do not reach your full potential. They're like, I know where a gas station was 200 miles behind me. <laughs> it would be way too hard to find one 10 miles ahead because that would, I don't know. I don't know they exactly don't know where, where it, is. it is. It might be a mile ahead. So this is the idea that not only is the, whatever you're going to, it's not this perfect perfect thing because perfect doesn't exist like if this is what you're looking for let me just shatter your reality right now like if things were supposed to be perfect they would be so so boring and we would have figured it out by now I mean come on I know one of these formulas one of these books would actually work right it would need to keep having the bestseller list on the New York Times be how to get your perfect life anymore because we would we would have had it down pat and it's honestly, when possible. you read those books, what you're really enjoying is hearing about yes. their mistakes and their Always. journey. Always. So it's so funny. It's like this round and round you go. Let's really pinpoint what it is. Like the practice actually, hey, psst, everybody, guess what? The practice is life. Like that stuff, that stuff that feels uncomfortable and also joyful and maybe weird and sad and happy, all of that, all of it. It's like a big stew pot and that's life. That's what it is. You're there. So be practicing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And what you find on your way to getting to the destination is yourself and this, you know, allowing yourself to be imperfect and changing and growing and finding out like that's actually what you were really looking for. And it, it, it's funny because the practice is actually when you're in it, when you're like, no, I'm, I'm in this. Like, I, I get it. This is the practice. Like, this is actually the journey. The journey is this. Then you're actually open to what the practice is showing you, not just the destination on the other side. You're maybe meeting new people that if you hadn't failed at something, you wouldn't met, you know, have, have bumped into in that way. Or mm -hmm. you're having different experiences come into your life. You're making choices that you're like, oh, well, in retrospect, like, I'm really glad I made a decision. I'm glad I made a choice because it's nice to feel, feel that momentum in my body. But once I got there, I was like, oh, this wasn't it. Like, now I know <laughs> that this is not the thing and I won't do that again. That's the shift in seeing it. If you're not hell bent on getting to the final destination and beating yourself up in the middle mm -hmm. for every mistake, everything you didn't learn, how slow you're going, all of that stuff, then you can shift to what Christy's talking about. When you appreciate it, you see the value, you see what you're learning, you see what life is teaching you, you see the people coming in. And, and I call it grace in the failures that you're still act, you're absolutely on the path and that failure led you to this exact moment, this exact person. Before when we were kind of getting this idea was coming, basically being birthed on us, this idea to have this conversation, we were talking about that idea of where's the line of pushing yourself or somebody else versus needing to kind of throttle back. And the answer is 
practice. You don't know where the line is until you start doing it and then getting awareness and being kind of like present to, oh, that was a little too much or mm, I did that, but it wasn't very loving. And so I could do that differently next time. I could really encourage myself or somebody else. But if you don't know where the line is, it's not that you don't aren't never going to know. It's not that that part's broken in you. It's that you just need to actually start having some experiences that start showing you exactly where your, your stop line is or your start line is. Like, because in practice, in everything, there's nuance. Burnout comes up. Like, well, how do I know I'm like on the journey and I'm just pushing so hard through the desert wasteland, practicing and failing and all of that, and I'm burning myself out. When, where, where is that line? Where is that line of like, oh, this was a bad discussion to have any of those things? Eh, guess what? You got to do it and then you'll know. Mm-hmm. Burnout is a phenomenal teacher and experience. And, you know, it, it's those things because we can say, oh, you might make a mistake. You might say the wrong thing. But, you know, in this middle and in the stories that we love to read, they're not like minor. They're they're significant, like losing, for me, you know, lose, burning out and losing a business and having my kids hate my phone and having to apologize to them and having to disappoint people. That's the middle. You know, that's the messy middle that so many people are too scared to enter so they're not really living their lives and they're just on the sidelines because of those things that we're scared to walk through but that is where the practice comes and I am so grateful for that because now like you're saying now I have the balance now I know how to run a business without being burned out and know when I'm getting close to that point and pull back and take a rest because we I've learned through practice and you I have like an actual experience in your body now to re- refer back yes, to I mm-hmm. can feel when I'm getting anxious and when I when I just know I'm doing too much and I'm and my brain can't turn off and all of those things. And, you know, that's the, you know, messy middle. And I, you know, I remember reading a book about someone saying, do these steps so that, so that it won't be so hard. And I was just holding on to that for dear life because I wanted to bypass painful, sad, you know, all those things. And those are the things we're trying to bypass in life. That's what we signed up for here. And we have to, first of all, acknowledge that there is no way to bypass it. In fact, I talk to a lot of people who have detoured, derailed, and slowed down their progress by years and years and years because they're trying to bypass the actual (laughs) walking forward that would have gotten them so much farther toward their goal because they were afraid of this pain. The funny thing is the pain exists either way. And the pain of staying is regret. To me, it's so much more. You know, Mm -hmm. we were talking about how Tony Robbins has you look at your end of life and imagine if you didn't do the thing, right? And I believe everyone is downloaded and given a thing, you know, or a few things, whether it's a a book or or risking being in a relationship or a business or Or traveling to that place that's been on your mind for a little kid. Yeah. That is what we are here for. We are here for the that glorious experience and all the pain and mistakes and contrast that comes with it. And if we want a life without pain, we're going to miss the whole thing. Perfection doesn't exist. The only people that are like operating in this idea of perfection are the ones sitting at home waiting to be perfect to do the thing. And they're in the pain now 
that they're scared of getting for not being perfect. You're, you're living in the pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, so you could either be moving through it or you can be stuck sitting in it. And we're lucky enough to have some tools that help people navigate Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want pain. I don't want to <laughs> so be stuck in Christine's the desert without gas. Christine said it's going to be painful. Yay. We'll see you later. No, yeah, peace out. We, <laughs> Good luck. We, so the whole, the, the way that successful people, the way that people become successful is navigating that pain. It's our mindset around that that really allows us to be able to, first of all, not see it as so painful, but also to be able to endure when it when it really feels overwhelming. And so that's what we really want. That was our real goal of what we want to share today. <laughs> but you first have to understand. I yes. mean, we have to, there's nothing wrong with the, the five ways to get where I am or the, the three simple tools sure. to do this or that because there's, a, there's lessons there. They're good lessons. But if you don't have this underpinning of, for me, I, don't, I didn't grow up with somebody showing me, hey, find your edge and go a little further. Or, you know, I grew up thinking if I could just get perfect, if I could just get to this mythical perfection, I would be happy. So I've had to learn this and I would like to help other people because I was like, one day I'm like, oh, oh, all of this has actually been good. What? What? Yeah, we can see that in hindsight, you know, all the things that have been leading us up to where we are. And you'll know you'll know that it feels good when you can actually still love yourself through the mistakes, through the pain. Oh yeah, this sucks. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Doesn't mean I did anything wrong. Because what are we doing then? What's the, what's the key of the mind there, Serena, when we're, when we're doing that for ourselves? The pleasure. What? Oh, when we link... <laughs> I don't know, Christy. I She's just like, this. surprise. Just she did know. She's like, where's she going? <laughs> I know. So, and this is what I love. You know, I love Tony Robbins says this. Um, I probably sound like, because I mentioned him a lot, that I, that I actually go to the things, but I never have. Um, she's, she's like, Tony. I'm like, who's Tony? Oh, Tony Robbins. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. But he says, you know, the pain of remaining the same has to be greater than the pain of change. That's both based on pain, but Christy and I like to say, what's the pleasure of change? Yeah. Like link as much, and I think Tony Robbins says this too, link as much pleasure to this journey as you possibly can. That's why I get kind of romantic about it and philosophical because that helps me. It helps mm -hmm. me to be like, I want to, I want to get to the end of my life and know that I lived, that I really lived. I don't want to live with regrets. You know, I used to do hospice and you could see the fruit of people's lives, whether they had family around them or not, whether they were satisfied or not, whether they, there was a piece that they had, you know, done everything they needed to do or not. And that, that's what I think about often because that, that helps me to know that I need to create, well, that brings pain, but the idea that I need to make the look at those pleasurable experiences where they had family, they had photo albums of the places they'd traveled and the things that they've done, you know, that's what I want. And that takes walking through the painful things and not quitting. Well, yeah, it's that idea of, okay, so where is the, the pain's going to exist, is, exist no matter what. It exists. People, guess what? Pain exists. Like we're going to make mistakes and, and we're going to feel pain somewhere. Where are you putting it? 
Are you putting all the pain in your mind? Because it's all a mind game. Are you saying, okay, it's just too painful to do it. It's too painful to fail because then people will not love me or I won't love myself or whatever it is. Or are you putting the pain if I don't do this? Right. That's where you need to put it. Yeah. That's the motivator because then you're actually switching and you're like, oh, this is pleasurable. It is pleasurable to make this mistake because now I know something I didn't know before. It is pleasurable to make this mistake because I'm actually moving. I'm growing. I'm not just stagnant anymore. And we, we're human. We don't want pain. Pain hurts and pain reminds our brain of death and our brain is like, let's not die. I'd like you to be alive. <laughs> And so we have to play the game, understanding how we're built. We need to coach ourselves. And that's what we really wanted to talk about. And what, you know, we're saying is, is that coaching that when you're in the middle, that you tell yourself, you remind yourself of the goal, you remind yourself of who you are, you remind yourself that this is your, you know, this is what you're here to do. You remind yourself of the pleasure, you remind yourself like, here's where we're going, you're doing a good job, we're going to get there. And really having that inner coach, that inner encourager is how you navigate this unavoidable pain part of that coaching, it's just like if you were on, you know, a baseball team, a soccer team, whatever team, they're not like go out there and play perfect. They're like, go out there and just do the work. And the work is actually the practice. Okay. That didn't work that time. What might work different next time? So when you're in that moment of, Ooh, I don't know if I made the right decision here. The inner coach is telling you, Hey, that, Hey babe, you're good. That was practice. What do you know now? that's going to help you in the future instead of berating yourself and saying, oh, you didn't do that exactly right. Or if you'd been more perfect, better, smarter, prettier, whatever it is, you have one of two coaches that you can play. Are you going to be the coach for yourself that is focused on all the things that you didn't do right or could have done different? Like, oh, if you had just been these fake things that you think everybody has to be born having. In a horrible to- coach. Yeah. <laughs> a crap coach is basically what we're saying. Don't be a crap coach to yourself. <laughs> Or are you going to be the coach that's like, yeah, that didn't work. What might work better? But yeah. heck, you got out there. You didn't yeah. run off the field. You, can't, you showed up for the game today. Yeah. And the one we're downloaded with at birth or as we grow up by age 12 is usually the crap coach. So you have to get rid of him and get a good one. <laughs> and that's why you see so many people sitting on the sidelines, right? The, the cancel culture and just – not not accomplishing anything in their own life, but telling you how to live your life because that's what they have. They have their own inner critic that's that's meaner than they could ever be. And and successful people have a good coach in their mind that's encouraging them every day and that's helping them to continue to move forward, celebrating all the small wins along the way. And I think it's really fascinating because there's never ever been in the history like every game a perfect game. Mm-mm. So it's really fascinating that somehow we are still looking and searching for this perfect life, you know, that we can somehow accomplish. I think that's sometimes why it feels so disappointing when somebody we may look up to has like an error happen because we're still holding this idea of like, ah, like if I could just do it like them, because we have this mythical mm-hmm. thing we don't even realize that they're perfect. So when they're not, we're like, our inner critic that whatever we demonstrate on ourselves in our imperfection, we then project way out onto them. Oh my gosh, you're not perfect. You didn't do this. We don't say, yeah, that wasn't right. 
you know, maybe that wasn't right. That some things need to be called out, but sometimes we're just like going, why are you human? I can't believe you've disappointed the, my mythical perfection. Yeah. I had put, it all pinned on you. <laughs> we put people on pedestals and I think we do that because we're looking to them like, oh, if I just copy them, you know, minute by minute and action by action, I'm going to avoid the pain. <laughs> we put them on pedestals so we can avoid the pain. Mm-hmm. And, and we see that I think now more than ever, because everyone is in front of our eyes and everything is in front of our eyes and people can't hide and they can't keep things out of the, you know, out of our view because these, these these public figures are living their whole freaking life in front of people. Lord have mercy on them. Oh, it sounds no. scary, but we're, we're seeing it and it can, it's disappointing if we had an idea, an illusion of that this human could actually be perfect or that because they're so elevated in the spotlight, that is their duty right? So good luck, good luck finding any. And isn't that, there's the, there's a quote or the saying, you know, be careful if you meet your, um, the people you look up to, your men, it's not your mentors, oh, yeah. your heroes, be mm-hmm. careful if you meet your heroes. Cause they're just, you know, spoiler alert, they're just human. And they so, are, they're actually just humans that probably have been in this arena of practice and that are like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just going to do it. I do. I practice every day and I learn things and they fail mm-hmm. more. So I want to read the quote that everybody knows, but I'm just going to read it again by Teddy Roosevelt, the man in the arena. It's not the critic who counts. And this is in our own head. Our own, we're talking well about your inner critic. Media. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself and herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm-hmm. I love it. I know. It's like put it on repeat in the morning, like wake up to it, as like through a bullhorn or Have, something. Um, <laughs> no, what's his face? Denzel Washington reading it, right? Oh. Like <laughs> that's how he had to do that. But it's... But here's the deal, how this plays out, right? Where maybe I'm, I'm, I'm probably being philosophical, but it plays out in like, put the video on Instagram, call the people and tell them about your business, like show set up the boundary thing, set the boundary, ask the person out, put yourself out there. Like this is, I mean, we're kind of, you know, making, making the big picture, but here's how it plays out in your life. You're scared to do the thing, the next thing, you know, you're supposed to do whatever that is and you need to go do it. You know, it can be as simple as it can break down into eating habits or exercise mm-hmm. or you know, creating and cultivating vulnerable relationships. It's this thing, that thing, we all have it. It's like, ah, uh, you know, 
sitting and watching like six hours of Netflix feels good in my body because I don't have to do anything. But every morning when I wake up or every night when I go to bed, I'm like, dang, you know, I really wanted to go for a run today and I didn't do it. You know what? Sometimes we don't do those things because we're scared of the results we'll get afterwards or that we won't do them well or that we'll be halfway through the run and have to stop. Guess what, guys? It's better to start running and then have to walk the rest of the way than it is to never, ever go out there and try it because and then show up for yourself again. Hey, I did it. Celebrate the tiny, tiny victories because if you're not going to celebrate yourself, nobody else is going to do it. Yeah, I was going to say once we cultivate this this healthy coach within us that keeps us going, then we can automatically it'll be more familiar to find those people around us. You'll find the people that are doing the work, doing the things that are in the ring of life that are living their lives as well, and those will be people who will encourage you because they're not on the sidelines and they're not running that inner critic constantly in their mind. So as you practice this and as you start to encourage yourself, you'll find this whole different life with people who are also going to encourage you along the way. And those are the people you need to surround yourself with and ditch any that you possibly can that are critics. And it's interesting because even in that battle with the inner critic, that overcoming that and being you know, your own motivating positive coach and cheerleader, you have to remember that's a practice as well. That's a yes. moment of you have that minute where the, you, you've realized all of a sudden that you've been you know, berating yourself about something. You have to be like, oh, this is that thing. You don't berate yourself for berating yourself. You say, oh, here's the practice. Right now in this moment, I have awareness and that gives me a choice. And I'm going to take the choice to be like, you know, actually, I'm really happy that I showed up here. I'm really happy that I got out of bed today, whatever it is. I think haven't we had guests who name theirs? Yeah. Name their inner, inner critic. I like to, you know, Marissa Peer, our, one of our mentors, teaches that idea of you have a volume control. You have control of turning down that voice and turning something else. I love that, you know, idea of we get to tune into whatever channel we want to tune into. They all exist, but you're the one with the dial. And so once you... Re- have you ever been in the car? My husband listens to country music, not a big country music fan, or he'll have like sports on the radio. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'll get in the car and he'll have been in it before and the radio will be on whatever, you know, whatever it is. And uh, it's not my choice. And I'll be driving for a while and then it'll finally dawn on me that I'm listening to something that I, it's not enjoyable. And I'll be like, why am I listening to this? And then I change the channel. It's that exact moment with your inner critic. Oh, why am I listening to this? Let me change the channel. And every time you change the channel, it gets easier the next time and easier the next time. Yeah. Because it's practice. I think the practice as well is when the bad things happen, when the pain happens, when the failure happens, when you get corrected because you're actually wrong and that Mm -hmm. awful feeling is that is the critical moment when you're, when that critic gets really loud. See, it's not working. You couldn't do this. You're not worth it. You, nobody else would have screwed it up like this, right? Those are the key moments when, when you're in the doing of the life, when it's painful and messy because you're in the ring 
to turn down that critic and recognize, okay, this is part of the program that of course I'm going to fail. I'm trying something new. Of course I'm going to fail. I've never done this before. Of course this is going to hurt because I'm actually living my life. I'm actually doing the thing. And so those are the key moments that we need to turn that down and recognize the thing that happened isn't because you're doing anything wrong. You're exactly where you need to be. You're exactly in the right place. You're always in the right place. That's such an odd thing to say because, you know, I've been in some really hard spots in my life and as have you, Serena, and we see a lot of people, clients who've had just really bad things happen in their lives. And it's kind of a weird thing to say you're always in the right place because you're like, that's crap, Christy, when I was a kid. (laughs) And it's more relevant as an adult. As an adult, when you have choice and you're not relying on other grown people to take care of you, this is really where this idea of, okay, I'm in the right place now because I'm, I'm here and now I have a choice. That's what it means. It doesn't mean the place you're in is good or feels good or whatever. It's just, I'm in the right place because now I have awareness of this place and I get to choose the next thing. How will I talk to myself? Who will I be? What decision will I make? What happens next? because there's, you're in the practice then. That's a really big thing our inner critic can say, you know, that crap coach is, oh, you missed it. Mm -hmm. You missed it. You're not where you're supposed to be. You missed it. You got off the wrong exit. You didn't have the right childhood. You missed it. You're never going to, you're never going to get there. You're not in the right place. You're too late. You're too early. You're too young. You're too old. And that is just not Not true. true. It's not true. So On that note, we just want to leave you with the understanding that just delete the idea of perfection. Perfection is boring. It doesn't exist. It's fake. It's sitting on the couch, being a keyboard warrior, telling everybody else where they're not perfect, right? And take on this idea of practice. What today can you practice doing? And I encourage you, if the only thing you do today is practice speaking to yourself with unconditional love and as like the best coach and cheerleader you could ever have inside your head, you will have won the battle. Absolutely. The battle and why we're here is because you do have something that you are supposed to create. You are supposed to do. You're here for a reason. So whatever that looks like, yeah, whatever that looks like, start. Yeah, start today. We're here, but you can be nice to yourself. Oh my gosh. And that's honestly how you learn things. You just practice doing them and you encourage yourself and you also have other people in your life that you are an encourager for and that you let in to help with that encouragement as well. Because we can't, none of us can do this alone. That's why you listen to this podcast. That's why we have these discussions because we need community and we need people to say, hey, how's that practice going? Because it's looking good from my side. So we encourage you to go out there and learn something new today. Practice, delete perfection, and be kind to yourself. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.